0: Good evening, my of We continue, Be'ezer Hashem, here in the end of Perek Dalid, holding at the last ten madragas that he's dealing with, namely, in the approach, the attitude, in the amuna, both the belief and the acceptance, the amuna and the kabbalah of Torah. And we still had two madragas so far, two levels one of them which the person doesn't believe whatsoever, he has no amuna, and he certainly doesn't accept that the Torah is true, the Torah is divine. And the second madrega is that, yeah, there are prophets and the Torah was given, but maybe the prophet makes up some things on his own. We go to Slamamita Madrege, Now it's very clear to them the veracity of Torah. But even though they know the Torah comes from the one on high, they know the Torah is divine. And it was given through my Rabbeinu. And everything in the Torah is true. But there's a disconnect over here. They think that the Torah was just to serve this world. It was a book of do's and don'ts, of rules, of a way of life, which is as... The Navi describes, that the ways of the Torah are pleasant, all of its paths lead to peace. But he thinks, that's it, it's be all and end all. That's where it starts, that's where it ends, just in this world. Sadly, he doesn't realize there's a world of eternity. He doesn't realize that really when we end this world is when we begin life. And he thinks everything in the Torah is just for this world. And this is the part of the kindness of Hashem, to straighten them out in this world. Only in this world. Not for any reward or payment in the next world. Not for punishment. He lives and dies just for this world. Terrible. Why does he make this terrible error? He is a person who believes in the Torah. He believes it's all true. He believes it's all God-given. So why does he not understand that it's beyond this world? The V'hitabhazeh. He was made to make a mistake. Or what made him make a mistake? Because you find, certainly in the Torah, the Torah is replete with... The Hashem is saying that if you will do this, you will get Skar, you will live peacefully, you will be prosperous, there will be no war, you will become wealthy, you will be you will have blessing. And that certainly sounds like this world and indeed the simple pshat and in many times that the only pshat is in this world. We're told a lot about schar in this world. So he reads the Torah and he believes it's true. He says, I see, you better keep the Torah. Why? Because if you want it good in this world. And he thinks that there's nothing beyond what we see over here. And uh, the proof of that is the Torah doesn't really describe any reward in the next world. But Rabbeinu That's Rabbeinu going. So who lived a little bit before Times of the Galenim, before Rabbeinu Bachya, and it is safe for Hamud of Deus, oh, Describes how we really find in the Torah itself. There is allusions to reward in the next world. In Eilamavva, Rabbeinu Sady again was going to vlog and Bukhakoy Mashi is Baru boy, bittel dayus on and he the Rabbeinu Sady over there in his explanation to Parshish B'chuk Kaysai, which there, truth be told, it describes a lot of reward in the here and now, in this world. Like, I will give rain in its time, and you will reap a bountiful crop. Sounds like everything is in this world. So Rabbeinu Sadia explains you got to look a little bit beneath the surface. You have to look deeper into it that it really there's a lot going on in this description of the Torah that really means in the next world. And says the Chavis that actually It's true. In the five books of the Torah it's hard to find any clear explanation, any clear simon that we're talking about reward in the next world. But if you go to the Nevi'im the other 19 books of the written law, you will find many, many places that describe world, the, the, a reward and a punishment. Not here, not now, but in the next world. i give you a few examples, says Chavis Abavis. Mayhem take an example from Kaelas. All of the actions that a person does but will bring in judgment. Bring when? Not now. In the next world. I'll call Nellam everything that's hidden. Him We don't even know it exists now. We don't know the ramifications of our actions. Some of them, very good, very positive. Some of them, very bad, very negative. And we may not even know the extent to every action that we do, but Hashem keeps the and he will bring it all to judgment on that day. Another proof. says, "We will, they will trample on the wicked on that day." So we're referring to a, a different time. On that day, the wicked will be put to the ground; and be trampled on. Another pasuk in Malachi. Hashem says, (coughs) on that day, when there's a, it's going to be a a fiery day in in Lava Loving, the future, you will sit and you will see. Hashem says, I will separate, I will distinguish between those who are really a tzaddik, and not only a tzaddik, but he's also an Oivet Elikim, as the Gemara and Chagiga Daftest describes, isn't that the same thing, a tzaddik, and Oivet Elikim? Ah, no, the Oivet Elikim has one more up over the tzaddik, and it's a world of a difference. And the person who we thought, he's not such a bad person. No, he's not a Rashi, he's not a Law he's not an Oivet Elikim. you will go out and see the... Carcasses of people, I push be, that rebel against me, ki, ki, toilatum le tomus, vi shim le sigbe, vayudeirun lechabasar. Vyamran of the Pasik, it tell him a famous Pasik, more rav tuvcha. How great is all of your good Hashem, Hashem tsafanta li reyecha, that you have hidden away for those who fear you. Hashem has a lot in store for us. It's all hidden away, we don't see it now. Which is actually one of the reasons that Chavis himself asked this question to Sharbi Talkin. Why did the Torah not describe any reward in Eilam Abba? If, if our whole purpose in this world is just a praise door, it's just a corridor to get to the next world. And the next world is going to be for eternity. So why doesn't the Torah tell us this? One reason is, is because we really in a sense can't even relate to the reward that will be in Eilam Abba. It's like you're trying to describe to a person who was born blind a beautiful scenery. It's impossible. He has no way to relate to it. The same is with Eilam Abba. Hashem says, I have it stored away. I have it hidden away. From the beginning of time, Hashem had this beautiful place. It's a blissful existence of basking in the glory of the Shekhinah. We say the words, we really have no idea, really, what it it's the how to describe it. We have no idea because we never experienced it, and in this world, it's a totally different experience. That's one reason. But here again, the psukim bespeak this idea that there will be great reward. many those who take refuge in you, Hashem. That's who you will give schar. You will go amongst those who are standing amongst the Malochim. Here again, describing a scene that no one has witnessed this. No one has seen this reward, except for Hashem. Not even the Nevi'im, not even the Malochim. There's reward in the next world, which no one is privy to. Except for Hashem, Yase, and He will give this and do this for those who long for it, and do the mitzvahs properly. Many will get up in resurrection. There will be those who will go to the right, and those who will be told to go to the left. One more Pesach. that the righteousness will go before you. The glory of Hashem will gather you in. When is that? In the next world. There's so many more psukim, when I can exhaust pages and pages to describe them. So, here you have a person in this third Madrega who thinks, the Torah says, You do good, you get good here. Alright, I'll do good, but he has no idea that there's a whole other world and that's really the purpose of serving Hashem for the next world. Wow. These people believe it all. They believe in the veracity of the Torah. They believe in the reward and punishment. But they don't accept that this is what we have to do, even though they know it intellectually, because their heart desires other things in this world. So, a very interesting type of situation emerges. So they actually do perform mitzvahs. They look very religious because they daven, they Keep the Torah. They keep Shabbos. They wear a yarmulke and tzitzis and dress with tshias. Why? Because they want to get along in this world. They believe in the Torah, but really, they really love this world so much more that certainly in in public, certainly openly, they are behave very religiously. And the reason is is because they used el mazad or they use the Torah as a trap. They use the avoid as a trap. They use that to get what they desire in this world. yatsudu And they they sort of grab and trap this world. The qibla ta'irah. Be'guluyim. V'laybim And out of the open on the surface, they look quite religious. They do the taira. V'laybim But inside, they're not really doing it for any any altruistic purpose, any for the sake of shamayim purpose they speak, they talk the talk, but in their heart, they're, they're not connected whatsoever. Concerning these people, it says, with their mouth, they speak words of peace, peace with one another. But inside, they're just using it as a way of getting things. So they're really doing it just to use other people to get good from others. Here again, they express themselves and we are praising and we're glorifying and respecting Hashem and giving Him honor. But their heart is far from really having in mind what Hashem wants from them. And finally we'll go to number five, this They believe it all. And they also believe that there's reward, and punishment. Sounds like they accept everything. They believe in it. They accept it. But still they can't get past the fact that they really they're in it for themselves. They accept the Torah. So they want to do what Hashem wants them to do so they get reward, but they also want praise from other people. So, so they have a, a dual purpose, a dual motivation why they keep the Torah. So in the, these nuances, like you would think did the Chavosavavos know all these types of people, that like there were such s- slight nuances between all these madregas, these levels, hard to say. But this madriga is certainly something that we could fall into this trap. We do the mitzvahs because Hashem said do the mitzvahs. We want reward in the next world. But we also want some covet. So we want as well. It's a hidden partnership. You know, this, he's partnering with Hashem. He says, I serve Hashem and myself. It's like a good business deal. You know? You're going to, to business with somebody, not only because you, you, you want the, the business, the profits to profits for that fellow. It's only because you know if you help that fellow out, you'll gain also. So it's called a, a sheet of. It's called a partnership. I'm not doing it only because Hashem told me to do it. I'm doing it because I want profit and gain in this world as well. So, these are three more madragas and we'll see him Hashem, as we go on another four short madragas of the approach to the belief and acceptance to the Torah. Agu